0: This is The Pool. I'm Ren Komen, your host, and this is episode 34. <music> all right y'all rain coming hit me up on twitter and on tiktok at Carefree Blurred. hit me up on ig and youtube at carefreeblacknerd so let's just dive right into it so the uh rumor going around about the fantastic four you know everything with nerds is about a fan cast and speculation and who's doing what who's saying what who's doing who and within the fantastic four live action conversation there's been talks about the silver Surfer. now a lot of folks are <sighs> upset at the idea that the Silver Surfer could possibly be cast as a woman. So when I look through the headlines, I see huh, Marvel reportedly going forward with a woke Silver Surfer casting. Fantastic for movie casting. And Anya Taylor Joy as Silver Surfer says Insider. Fantastic for MCU reboot rumored to have female Silver Surfer. Fantastic for uh, will the new Silver Surfer be female? And to all of that, I say maybe hell (laughs) like maybe so um i will link in or put in the cards the um uh captain marvel discussion the marvels discussion that i've been having on this channel for quite some time but what's so funny to me is that there is an already existing woman silver surfer and her name is juno her name is juno so some of you will be familiar with her and some of you aren't so i am familiar with the design i've seen it before but i cannot honestly say i'm familiar with the character so you got me there but juno juno is of earth 829 and that's specifically why i don't think this is a big deal aside from the fact that the heel that i live and die on is representation in comics and related media that off the table i'm still like We are in a world of variance now. Like Long gone are the days that you can kind of bitch, moan, and complain about the comic book characters being race, gender, flipped, whatever. I mean, do what you want. But it's like back in the heyday when things were first getting big. Okay, maybe, whatever. Have your conversations and discussions about how it's not like the comics because I think we all have that to some degree. But now when we live in a world where there is... The multiverse is open, and the general public is familiar with it, and they understand it, and Marvel and DC and other properties have fed that to the general public at large. Also, can I say, we don't give enough credit to the general public. I think it's pretty easy <laughs> to understand the difference in different universes, but I digress. So that being said, Juno is of Earth 8 to 9. Juno is the Silver Surfer, and she is the Herald of Galactus um she's single she's female originally blonde um her origin is she's part olympian part human hybrid with and i don't know how to say this willaminas i don't know what that is but if you know let me know nerds um she is of earth 829 has a public identity she's part of the willamine empire and she was created by bob layton and ron Lim, and first appeared in hercules twilight of a god number one that was back in june of 2010 so that being said we are now in 2023 this character has been around for quite some time and it was so weird to me and i had this um thought during the conversation about um the marvels and i'll link that (laughs) because of course i will and i'll reiterate it here Long gone are the days where you can just go into a comic shop and then just see your Superman, your Batmans, your Spidermans, and whatnot. Back then, or in that stage of comic book collection, admiration, whatever, you're going to see that there are diverse stories being told. But you, as the person who was so frustrated and against diversity, you don't have to pay attention to these brown, disabled, um, uh lgbt woke as they say it comics you can just walk on past them and read your regular books you've been reading Now that we are in the live action leg of the game and you have these characters who are more diverse characters and then you also have gender and race and sexuality bent characters that are now in the forefront where everybody's consuming, that's where I believe the frustration lies because you can't just go into a comic shop and just ignore those other characters. Now they are in these properties and not just in them, they're in them in a substantial way. Say what you want about the Marvels, but you got this white woman who everybody hated. You got this black woman with this big old black hair and this black body and all her black glory, and then you have this Pakistani child <laughs> girl. They're all teamed up, and it's all of a sudden it's woke. Oh, it's too campus, too this and that. Which again, have your own opinions, but long gone are the days where you can just walk in a comic shop and ignore all of that. The Marvels, whether you like it or not, is part of the larger narrative um if you if we think back to when folks did not go see um ant-man and then they did they didn't get that in credit scene and so when we did finally get the thanos snap none of that like they were kind of lost and it's easy enough to to figure out what's going on but what i'm saying is by missing out on atman you missed that prime piece of uh kind of crafting that would have eased you into the snap a little bit better than just randomly seeing it. Like, it could have been that, oh, I saw that. That's what that was about. So all that being said, there's no way that you, whether you like the woke agenda or not, can ignore the marvels in the larger narrative. Yeah, you can in the sense that, like, it could be explained to you. You can find stuff online or whatever. But what I'm saying is it's a very integral part of the story that you like to consume. Even though you're anti-woke, it's still there. And also, your stories are still there. Like you, you don't. This does not diminish your Batman's and your Spidermans and your Supermans. But I digress. That being said, Juno is a character that already exists. She exists in a alternate universe. We have already opened up the multiverse. If she is the Herald of Galactus proper, then so the hell what? That does not mean we won't get the Silver Surfer of six one six that we're used to. That is what's so strange to me. But. Again, that's that. Let me know what are your thoughts. Are you against the Juno-esque? Because we don't know if it'll, if she'll be named Juno. You know, but if you're against the Juno-esque essence of the lady silver <laughs> surfer, would you prefer the man, the rugged, argh, manly silver surfer who's doing the exact same thing? But whatever. So uh, <laughs> let me know in the comments if that's something that you are opposed to or if you're for it. Adding to the Juno point, <laughs> I've said it before and I've said it again. If Anya Taylor-Joy, and I see that it's just a rumor, like we did with the Fantastic Four um, casting. We all had our thoughts about that. But if Anya Taylor-Joy is this new female woman silver surfer, oh, I'm all in. Anya Taylor-Joy, uh, chef's kiss, definitely in. But let's move on. So I have been a fan of the Screen franchise since i first learned of it since the very first movie scream has been like my jam i was watching party of five back then and like so many other 90s shows or whatnot and so seeing nev campbell be sydney and what this meant and whatever i enjoyed it much like a lot of folks that being said we now are at scream six i believe and working on (sighs) seven So with the political and world stage, world conflict that's going on between the, uh, with the Palestinian um, genocide, there are a lot of people who know more than me. There's a lot of people who are, have a um, personal stake in it or intimately personal stake in it as they are Palestinian people or they have family from that um, area or they are from there themselves. So I am... Hopefully, if I can find some, I'll, I'll insert some videos or whatever of maybe some comments that they may have. But that being said, it is not lost on me or it is not odd or out of line that celebrities are speaking on things. We don't always need them to, but it's going to happen. That being said, Melissa Barrera, the lead of the kind of rebooted leg, this new contemporary leg of of the screen franchise has been X. She's been let go. she's been removed, fired from the franchise. Why might you ex? Because she has condemned genocide. Now, the story is constantly unfolding. There were new things popping up here and there, new um details or whatnot. But the thing that has remained the same is that Melissa is um staunchly against genocide. so I'm going to read from the BBC article. Uh, Because I think it kind of um, streamlines everything that I've found on social media. So um, she has posted regularly, she being Melissa, about the Israel-Gaza conflict, um, including resharing a post that accused um, Israel of genocide and ethnic cleansing. Now, that is a conversation that has been had forever and a day. And especially since um, this new wave, not new, well, I'll just say new wave for lack of a better term, new wave of eyes um have been placed on the palestinian uh conflict genocide i'm, I'm not sorry bear with me i'm still trying to figure this out um but that being said that is not that is not some brand spaking new idea or even uh thought it's been going on this is what folks have been saying so the production company spyglass said it has zero tolerance tolerance excuse me for anti-semitism so um also susan sarandon has been dropped by her hollywood agency as well for being um uh, pro-Palestinian, for being at that, at like a pro-Palestinian rally. So um, the Mexican actress Barrera defended her comments. She posted on Instagram and she wrote, I believe a group of people are not their leadership and that not governing body, I'm sorry, no governing body should be above criticism. I pray day and night for more death, for no more violence and peaceful coexistence. I will continue to speak out for those that need it most and continue to advocate for peace and safety, for human rights and freedom. Silence is not an option for me. Um, so before, before she left, um, she shared a quote before she left, before she, (laughs) she also shared a quote, um, from another account on her Instagram, which read at the end of the day, I'd rather be excluded for who I include than be included for who I exclude. Um, and so, yeah, that has been that I'll say this scream won't get another watch out of me, like going forward. Um, and I know we're in a time where we are there's a young lady on tiktok who stated like we're essentially in the french revolution like history repeats itself and if you look at history and look how things have unfolded and look at where you are now then there was another young lady who spoke about like to know if you're on the right side of history just oppose whatever like the american government is for and you know say what you want she was making some points (laughs) but that being said though this is It's, it's, I don't know, it's not surprising, but it's surprising. It's like, what are you, what are we, what are we doing? Because from the post that I found, and I'm not saying that there is none out there, but from the post that I found and from the post that I saw, there was nothing that Melissa um, posted that was not highlighting the victims. There was no, like, but whatever. That being said, the frustration comes from us being in this space of transition. I feel like we've been, we being the global network, us, everyone, not even just Americans, have been in this transitional space, even independent of this uh, Palestinian uh, genocide. We've been in this global transitional space for quite some time. I'd say even, maybe even a decade. And with this rapid succession of constant like earth shattering events like even if we just want to start with covid it's like my goodness we are truly living in this very pretty apocalyptic time so that being whatever all that being said i just I'm standing with melissa of course of course i am and then i know that jenna ortega um also left the project now that i found some not conflicting some different accounts of that so a lot of folks that i found that were opposed or was like oh she's just riding on the coattails of melissa she's actually not in the movie but for a couple scenes i'm thinking like what does that matter like if it's one thing for her her jenna if it's just like oh let me piggyback off of melissa's statement and then make that my exit okay say what you will and have your ideas about that. But to be like, oh, she's only in one or two scenes. What are we talking about? Jenna Ortega? You mean the Wednesday Adams, Like, Jenna Ortega, this new up-and-coming it girl when it comes to horror? Like, yes, she's not, quote, the lead. Melissa is. But, like, they're intrinsically tied to one another in the way that Sydney is tied to the franchise itself. Like, what are you saying? I don't care if she was in there for one scene. Her name is a draw. She's proven herself as a Act a lead actress, a a heavy hitter. So like, even if that's the case, it's like, yeah, one or two scenes, she still is the draw. What are you talking about? <laughs> so I don't know. I think that was silly as hell. But um, she. So regardless to the motivations of her leaving, the fact is she left as well. And it, the way it's being framed is that it is um, she's leaving in solidarity with Melissa. And if that's the case, then you know, kudos to her. But like, yeah, I have, let's. Let's act like we got some sense when it comes to these doggone uh, properties, when it comes to these actors and actresses, and when it comes to, like, the world at large. Again, we don't always need to look to celebrities to give us uh, some moral standing of where we should lie because the general public pretty much knows where it is that who's doing right and who's doing wrong. But, like, in these instances, when you see folks being punished for speaking out against something like genocide, it's like, eh, what, what are we doing? What are we doing? so yeah let's um let me freshen up my glass of water and then we'll be back with the next headline of the show wait a minute this has gone too far you are getting really dangerous now you need to what's his problem he seems to think that i am long-winded simply because i asked him to take the initiative yeah yeah, yeah whatever all it... all right uh, uh, all right <laughs> we're back so um the blackening so the blackening i enjoyed that movie i enjoyed the media rollout i enjoyed everything leading up to it the actors the writing all of it it was just a great movie now there was some folks who didn't like it and that is not something that i even that bothers me because everybody's sense of humor will not be the same hell i grew up watching mad about you seinfield Friends, but also living single martin in the heat of the night uh, um, uh, with the in living color. Like I grew up watching a variety and array of content and specifically the comedy content. It's like eh, everybody's sense of humor is not going to be the same. So I'm not really, I don't care about that, but, Anyway, it was a beautiful movie with some wonderful folks, some big names, some beautiful black people, and I'm here for it. So it looks like there may be the Blackening uh, sequel. Blackening 2, the sequel to this year's horror comedy, is officially in the works. Um, This article I'm looking at is from Blood Disgusting. That is a website, and this was posted on November 20th, so a couple days ago. Now 2023. Now, after scaring up 18 billion in theaters earlier this year, horror comedy The Blackening is getting a sequel from Lionsgate. Variety has exclusively announced this afternoon. Variety notes producer MRC and domestic distributor Lionsgate have entered into talks with Dwayne Perkins, Tracy Oliver, and producer E. Brian Dobbins to develop a follow-up film. Now, the first film was made on a production budget of just five million dollars. Now, my good smart ass, I thought that. The way I read this article the first couple of times, I thought that was $5, which, bruh, I whatever. You charge it to my clumsiness. Anywho, so <laughs> $5 million. So they're neat. Um, needless to say that there's a potential for this to become a profitable, scary movie type horror fr- franchise. And that's one thing that I actually really like about this movie is because scary movie was specifically spoofing other horror movies, which you can do in this. And I think this this one kind of did that but i think the spoofing was more or less a backseat to the actual story being told so i really i did enjoy the story even though i guessed it pretty early on what was happening um but that being said because this movie the first one was not overt in being a spoof of horror movies in the same way that scary movie has i wonder where do you go from there is it now just a title that is handed off or is it are we following this collection of people throughout the blackening verse like there's a lot of different ways that this could go and I'm very interested to see where it goes where they take it because what do you do with the part two like ah, I don't know they have a a a chance to do something different but whatever it is that they do I think I'm more excited because one it's india Dwayne ah phenomenal I love him um but we're not getting like Halloween again. Or not getting Freddy Krueger again. Or not getting Chucky again. And not to say that those things are bad. But when you're getting these franchises that are already established. Where it's just like a nostalgia grab. Even if it's done well. I still think it's kind of a nostalgia grab. It's like this is something new. And even if the blackening was. Let's say it wasn't the blackening. It was with a full Asian cast. Or for I don't know, Pacific Islander cast. Or a full, I don't know, Mexican cast. That being said, I think it was it's still doing something new and different that i would be interested in um so i don't want it to seem like oh i'm i'm hyped up because it's full of black people that is the case but that aside it's still a interesting concept for and especially for me and i want to reiterate just in case you're new around here horror movies have not been my jam i have recently in the last i think year and a half two years time moves very oddly i have no idea but i'll just say Confidently, in the last year and a half, I've really gotten into horror, but not knees deep in it. I'm still wading in the water. <laughs> but again, I think that this franchise has the potential to do something very interesting, and I'd like to see where do they go from here. And because it does have the potential to do something interesting that's not built off an established franchise like the Michael Myers, like the Freddy Kruegers, et cetera. it could could go anywhere it could do anything and i'm just looking forward to it because even if the second installment is not as good as the first one there's shitty horror movies made all day every day i don't care i'm still going to see it like so let me know what are your thoughts when it comes to the blackening did you see the first one did you enjoy it do you feel like this even deserved or needed a part two um Let's say if you did enjoy it and you think it should get a part two, give me a knife emoji. Give me a knife emoji. And if you're like, nah, this is crap. I didn't need it. Give me a uh I don't know. Give me a white circle <laughs> emoji or something. So yes indeed. Yes indeed. All right. So let's let's get into none other than some more of the Marvel's news. Because of course, this is the Marvel stand account. I will give a No. (laughs) So um, we know that the Marvels was a polarizing film. We know that there are folks on both sides, folks who love it, folks who hate it. There are some indifferent people. I have tons of reviews about it already up as we speak. I'll link them in the show notes and the cards or whatever. But let's get to the one thing that I think is being left out of the conversation about the Marvels, whether you like it or not. Um, And not left out fully because I've seen some people combating this, but... Nia DaCosta's The Marvels is the highest grossing film ever for a black woman director. Now, say what you want about The Marvels and its um, box office success. There are folks like, oh, it's trash. It's it's a terrible way to uh, be in phase five. Okay, fine. We can look at the numbers and say, okay, you're correct. Whatever. It did not do what it needed to do even if we're ignoring all the other factors like the strike, like the pandemic, like the way that people are consuming movies now. And I'm not making an excuse for like, oh, no one. um, This is the only reason that people haven't seen this movie, but it's like, you cannot ignore that. It's pretty huge. Even if we're going to argue about the numbers and say that this was a flop. Okay. Well, we're using those same numbers to show you that this is again, the highest grossing film ever for a black woman director. So looking at um, Yahoo News, they're stating that The Marvels, directed by Nia DaCosta, is the highest grossing film ever for a black female director, surpassing Ava DuVernay's A Wrinkle in Time. The Marvels has currently grossed $161 million worldwide, while A Wrinkle in Time grossed $132 million. DaCosta was previously second to DuVernay with her previous film, Candyman, which means DaCosta has two out of the three highest grossing films from a black woman. Now, there are folks who see that statistic and they are like, oh, they'll just reach for anything to try to make Marvel seem like such a... No, girl, that's not what's happening. Like, if your if your argument is that the numbers show that the Marvels flopped, well, girl we're using your numbers the numbers that you're using to prove your point we're using those to show you that she still regardless to flop or not is the highest grossing black female director. like how is that hard what's what's not clicking what's not clicking for you there that's odd to me but all that bull to the side this is very interesting and i'm happy that this that exists and i just wonder you know what would it have looked like in a world where there wasn't a pandemic and there wasn't a strike at that time but we don't live in that world (laughs) that may be the world in which the x-men of the mcu exists but not this one so yeah that's interesting like kudos to her kudos to everyone on the team again i put my foot down i'm on this hill or whatever to say that this was a fun movie i enjoyed it and if you didn't that's all fine and good but right now i'm talking to the folks that did it this was a pretty good film and um but what do you think what do you think when it comes to Nia being the highest grossing black female director, Do you think that that is indicative of what we're going to see going forward? Or is it that she is, you know, now the it girl? She's doing the thing. <laughs> she, um, I'm just excited. I just want more black faces. I want more black folks um, in these positions, making these decisions and giving us content. So kudos to you, Nia. You deserve it. I'd like to say, that's 616. I don't believe that the MCU is 616. Ah. As much as Kevin Feige can make... Oh dead One, open your eyes. Elijah. Me. Now this is something I am not 100% aware of. I am learning this as I'm reporting this. So a uh, Marcia, looks like she is a young lady on Instagram who is a uh, in the film industry. She you know, works in the hair department. She posted a um, Instagram reel stating in the reel or posted on the the images and the, re- the text on the screen that Interview with the Vampire Season 2 has wrapped. I'm going to put this up here anyways because I'm just excited. But my God, this is, we finna eat. <laughs> we finna eat. Interview with the Vampire Stands, we are finna eat finna e, am very excited um i know the clips that were released earlier um there were two clips there was a like a shorter one with louis and claudia played by delaney Hales. shout out to her were in this theater of sorts with armand i guess it's their first meeting um and my understanding is that that is a coven It looks like a coven of theater key. (laughs) That's what it looks like. And then there was a second longer extended scene of Louis and Armand having a conversation outside of this humongous, like plantation style house where the rest of the coven, I'm going to assume, went in and straight slaughtered all those rich folks in there. Like they ate them fools down. Um, So those were posted. Those were beautiful as usual. Like... I am so excited for season two. It's not even funny. I mentioned before, probably on TikTok mainly, but Interview with the Vampire is a property that has allowed me to consume a fandom and a story in a way um, that I haven't in since, you know, for some time. Because when it comes to DC and Marvel and comic related things, I've consumed them my whole life. So for me, it's like, oh, I know these things. Even if they're changed slightly and even if I don't know 100% of everything, I'm pretty familiar. With Interview with the Vampire, no <laughs> i saw the movie um i saw queen of the damned but i saw those when they came out and have not revisited them since and over the years when i've had the chance to i have not not because it wasn't good just because i was like eh, all right i have other things so when interview with the vampire season one started i was going to rewatch the whole movie franchise from the 90s and i was like no i'll wait wait until season one is done and then do a bit of a um Review or whatever, of both both the series and the movie. But the way in which season one ended was like, oh, you may not want to watch all of the interview of the Vampire movie because it's probably going to spoil some things that you don't remember, and they're probably going to alter some things. So I don't want to be influenced by the 90s movie for what could come in season two so i'm just excited i'm just excited and um this fandom is really cool at least the leg that i'm affiliated with so if you're excited for season two of interview with the vampire let me know give me that that blood emoji that little red blood drop emoji put that put that in the comments put that on social media (laughs) let me know that you're excited as well because i cannot wait to see my ad my Mother and Jago Anderson. That's what I'm. That's what I'm looking forward to. So let me know how y'all feeling. Like. <laughs> Girl, stop. <laughs> I've been looking for you for a long time. all right y'all so there is a movie the book of Clarence, that is going to be dropping i believe january 22nd so i just saw a piece of the trailer and of course i stopped because so i was like "eh." let me watch it on the podcast but it starts the Keith stanfield and in this movie it is a down on his luck man who struggles to find a better life for his family while fighting to free himself of debt. captivated by the power and glory of the rising messiah jesus He risked everything to carve his own path of a to a divine life jesus ultimately discovering that the redemptive power of belief may be his only way out now i am not religious by any means but i find religion so fascinating and i grew up baptist like that so i'm not unfamiliar with religion but there are some things that I have learned within the last like a couple months to a year, which have like blown my mind. So I started watching the show the chosen and that if you like game of thrones, if you like any period piece, medieval drama, Vikings, all of that, that is the show for you. So for me, I have a friend who he is like diehard religious and I was talking to him about it. And so we started watching some episodes together and I was like, if they had have did this in Bible school, I would have been probably diehard Christian all day long. I have been having such a good time with the show and then with like discovering facts about the Bible that like I was not aware of before. So one of which I'm going to read through some tweets that I, it just blew my mind. So one, I discovered that Jesus had a cousin. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Jesus has a cousin? How? How do you compete with that? Because me as a cousin, I'm like, hold, hold the fuck up. First of all, you got a good job. You're a carpenter. You're doing your thing. Like, go over there and just do a good job. Now you're x Men. Like, what am I supposed to do with that as a cousin? Not that cousins are competing, but like, come on. Jesus is your cousin? So when I found it out, that completely floored me. Um. Also, with the way in which the Bible is structured and like the different books, like all that being said, I have surmised through watching this show and through talking to other religious folks who have really got off on me live tweeting this freaking show that the Old Testament is simply world building for the New Testament cuz I'm like trying to get folks to like nail down exactly like the timeline and it's like oh no it's this circular timeline like it's it's every I know that you with ancient text you're not going to get an exact measurement of time in the way that we do now. But like somebody, tell me something. How many years have passed from the end of the Old Testament to the beginning of the New Testament? Because I'm like, were these people living thousands of years? Like this is so, I have been having the time of my life. So we go through that. Let's see what else. When I found out he had a cousin that took me down. Um, Also, Psalms. That's a book of songs? What are you talking about? So I'm an author. I'm writing. I'm currently in um process of publishing my first book. And one thing that I've done with every book since I've been writing, since I was a kid, is like, develop a playlist for it. Now, that is something that's major that you'll see with other authors as well. Some books, you might even see their full playlist in the actual book itself. I'm thinking it's something new that we didn't all just like came up with. The Book of Psalms? That is a mixtape. What are we talking about? You Bible purists, lovers, evangelists, the house of evangelists, y'all need to do a better job at advertising this book, because what are you talking about? A book of songs? Maybe I should have known that. I mean, chew me out if you got to, but I was floored. Also, Jesus has siblings. Excuse the hell out of me. That man has six siblings? What are we talking about? What are we talking about truly? When did Jesus get six siblings? I am done. So watching the show The Chosen, I didn't, I wonder, did I find it out there? Some kind of way I Googled it though. And I saw listed that he has six siblings, um, four brothers and two sisters. Um, Is he not the carpenter, the son of Mary and the brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon? What? So you mean to tell me there is an evangelical christian-ish cullen family full of these magical like what are we talking about so i i've been having a good time i have not finished the series so i need to get back to it because this oh my god this is this was good now the one thing in that series that kind of pissed me off but jesus was making me mad because (laughs) jesus would go to perform a miracle But he would do it like when it was just the person that he's performing it to like i guess so they could believe in him and then spread the word there was this scene with this lady and y'all and those of you who are religious you'll probably know what i'm talking about where she was at a well she was cast out i can't remember if it's because her husband died or because of like she had a disease i cannot remember but she was at this well and she could only go during the hardest hottest part of the day when nobody else was there um and he was like why are you doing this why are you coming here and she was kind of entertaining him for a minute, but like he kept pressing her for answers and stuff. She like, look, motherfucker, I'm just trying to get some fucking water. I'm telling you motherfuckers don't fuck with me like that in this town. I'm trying to get some water. Please leave me alone. And it's like He inst- instead of like just performing the miracle and like kind of letting it speak for itself, he was like antagonizing these people. They would perform the miracle and then they would believe. It. He was like, oh, go run tell that or whatever. I'm like, bro, you could have. Like, all of this pushing that you're giving to these people for them to give you pushback, like, one sentence, you could have gave them some challenge. And then when you see that they're giving you pushback, like, just performing a miracle. At this point, you just try to be (laughs) funny. But all of that being said, um, the trailer for the Book of Clearance, you know, came out. And so we're going to... um, we're going to discuss that because i'm nothing if if not a nerd who's connecting dots everywhere because i think that the book of clarence which jesus looks slightly different in the book of clarence than he does in um what is it the the chosen is that it but then i feel like they're still companion pieces so let's go ahead and check out the book of clarence i'm clarence where i'm from you fight to survive I'm not a bad person just playing the cards I was dealt mom one day I'm gonna get you out of here I have a plan what are we doing here Jesus lives I want to be like that in 10 years I want to be like that now need to figure out what inspires him. I can just replicate what he does. Imagine the money people will give us. Hallelujah, holy shit, I get you're Put you on that highway to heaven like I'm your Uber. Oh, dead one, open your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to prove? When I'm not a nobody. you find fit, and you will find all the access. So when you see this, Hallelujah. Parents, you are guilty of the crime fraud for your own ill-gotten gains. If you give me Jesus of Nazareth, I will let you walk free and I will give you power, wealth, you'll be somebody. I die before I give him up the room than death it is. Uh. My congregation don't operate like a corporation. I want my flowers and flower bases. I want carnations. I want paganias, I want patunias and flower plumions. So Friends, in spite of your selfish ways, there's a beautiful soul in there somewhere. Hallelujah. I'm a god, so when you see me, say hallelujah. Jesus Nazareth. I'm a God, so when you see me say, Hallelujah, I'm destined to be here. Hallelujah. Come on. on. Damn. Hallelujah, baby. baby. Uh. All right. Well, I am going to see this movie. That's very clear. Um, Lakeith Stanfield, Tiana Taylor, RJ Clyre, Omar Sy. Now, Professor X in here being a fucking jerk as usual, but, uh, even James, James McAvoy. looked. Oh, Benedict Cumberpatch is in here as well. Michael Ward, Caleb McLaughlin, uh, Anna Diop, David Oyo, God, I'm saying his name so wrong. Um, Nicholas Pinnock. Eric Kofi, dang man, this is a stacked freaking cast. Marianne Jean Baptiste, Alfred Woodard, like, what are we do? I'm go- I'm going to see the movie. So the trailer looks good. I like the like the Last Supper. I like the telling the story adjacent to Jesus because of course we get that it's the Bible, it's Christianity, whatever. Um, I think Lakeith seems good in this it almost feels and i wonder if this is a element like an, an intention i would imagine it's intentional but it feels very contemporary um but i don't know if it is truly if it truly just feels contemporary or is it that we're seeing black people in this time period as the focus um i wonder if that's what it is i don't know i don't know y'all y'all tell me what are your thoughts on the book of clarence and is this something that you're interested in seeing? Diop. Starfire looking good. Tiana Taylor looking good. Lake Stanfield looking good. I almost thought that the Jesus um character was Brian Tyree Henry, but he's not on here. And I'm not, I'm not actually going to look into the movie too much because I don't want to get too much spoiled for me. Um, but yeah, this looks good. I'm definitely ready to watch. And I'll I'll be seated. Maybe not January twelfth, but I will be seated so let me know what are your thoughts on the book of clarence and do you have any insight on the book of clarence this is something brand new to me i have no idea i don't know if this is something biblical for sure if this is just a um kind of retelling a like i don't know about none of that so y'all let me know if you do have some insight on the book of clarence Get back in the kitchen. We don't want that shit. Now, with movies and holiday season and all that in the air, on the rise, all that, Beyonce, Renaissance, a film by Beyonce, has dropped at the time of this recording. It's already dropped. It drops officially December 1st that Friday. Let me tell you something. All of us did not get a chance to go see this live. Yes, it is a doc you movie. It's not a movie that has a plot that can be spoiled, but y'all been spoiling stuff. Like, there's some appearances and there's some things, some behind-the-scenes stuff that are included in the movie, that are behind the scenes of the, um, of the actual tour that some of us weren't aware of. So, some of you who got to see the movie a little early have been really showing your ass online, showing everything so i'm still gonna see regardless but i'm like god damn how do i even mute this because (laughs) there's so many different words that need to be muted but then even that people just posting clips and stuff i'm like god dang but again i'm whatever i don't care i'm gonna see it regardless well i don't know we'll see because i was considering doing a you know vlog about it but we'll see how whatever i decide however i feel in the coming days will determine if I see it in what capacity I see it if I report it, but the uh, film is coming out and I am interested in what that looks like because she's always released um, some sort of concert movie, even if it was just the, you know, the concert DVDs because I had them in an stole them, but that's neither or there nor there still kind of pissed about that but that being said um this is the first one in theaters and this is the first one that is you know presented after years of work decades of work time and energy she got kids now a husband a bunch of kids and so i'm interested to see what does this look like um for those of you who have by the time you're watching this if you've seen renaissance a film by beyonce let me know what are your thoughts you put a horse emoji in the comments or on that social media let me know using the hashtag thepoolcbn give me that horse emoji let me know what's up (laughs) and uh let me know what your thoughts i'm sure it's going to be good but there which not really media related but there were some folks not so happy about the beyonce perfume i never intended on getting it i didn't even know she had any um so that being said like if you didn't like renaissance the movie let me know i'm still going to see it though Um, that's that, and then Aquaman. Aquaman is releasing on, um, I believe it's the twenty second, December twenty second, and I'm interested. But this Aquaman, and y'all tell me, because again, I've been away from comics and from everything for like a good couple months, and I'm like, I'm now on my return back into podcasting into nerd culture. Is Aquaman? Let me look this up because it feels like it's been coming for years. Um, Aquaman 2. Yeah, because the first one was 2018, right? So Aquaman 2 and the Lost Kingdom, well, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, 2023 action fantasy, hour 55 minutes. After failing to defeat Aquaman the first time, Black Manta wields the power of the mythic Black Trident to unleash an ancient and malevolent force. Hoping to end his reign of terror, Aquaman forges an unlikely alliance with his brother Orm, the former king of Atlantis, setting aside their differences, they join forces to protect their kingdom and save the world from irreversible destruction. I don't know, man. I feel like this has been coming out for a while. Like, am I wrong? Let me know. Um, and I wonder, because I think, if I remember correctly, it has something to do with, or a part of it was the Emperor Heard thing. I don't know. I don't want to get into that and those specifics, but let me know if I am mistaken. If it's always been, no, it's coming out in 2023, but I feel like it was supposed to come out sooner, but yeah. All right, so this has been the pool episode 34. Thank you so much for rocking with me. Hit me up on that Twitter and that TikTok. I care for you blurred on the instagram the youtube at carefree black nerd and let me know what are your thoughts any ideas thoughts disagreements agreements that you have with anything that i've discussed in this episode let me know use the hashtag the pool cbn that'll be linked in the show notes as well with the other resources and i hope y'all are having a phenomenal holiday season i know we're in this transitional time of like once we get to that last maybe week or two of december going into january it's a little odd a little weird so i do hope everyone has a smooth transition throughout 2023 into 2024 of course you'll see more content from me before then um but until next time y'all stay carefree stay nerdy stay geeky and uh i'll see you next time all right